0: This is IFO Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show about every IELTS that help you to reach your dream. All right, well, I'm the guest, and this is my profile. Hi, everyone. My name is Phoebe Tran, and I've been the host of IELTS Face-Off for three seasons. I am fully Vietnamese, even though people ask me all the time whether I'm a Viet-Q. i am a viet Q, I am fully Vietnamese, born in Hanoi, traveled with my family overseas ever since I was four, came back to Vietnam in 2012, and I've been here ever since. And apart from being a host, I'm also a trainer, and I'm, I also do uh, many other things related to Vietnamese culture, education, and Vietnamese confidence. And that is me. And today, I am so excited to be part of the show and to really have a lovely lady interview me. And I'm excited, so let's start the show.
1: Here we are at the studio with Phoebe Tran, and the audiences have a lot of questions for her, so we'll start.
0: Okay. The first
1: question is, you've been living and studying abroad, then why did you decide to come back to Vietnam?
0: I had grown up in Canada and in the U.S. for a long time. I also went to school in a lot of um, different countries. But at the end of the day, I still feel like there is a part of me that is Vietnamese. I am Vietnamese, and yet I still didn't spend a lot of time in Vietnam. And so I made the decision to come back. for three main reasons. Number one, it is really to explore my Vietnamese identity because I think that was one thing that will always be with me and I didn't really understand well. And then the second reason is really uh, because of work. I felt that there were a lot of opportunities in Vietnam that I can do to create change. Um, At that point in time I was working as a researcher in the US and uh, for me it was just more natural to To be able to really get down into the dirty and get down, you know, into people's daily lives and just work out the problem. So two main reasons, and also the third reason was that Vietnam was the easiest change, and that was I was at a point in my life at that point in time that I really wanted a major change.
1: I knew that you studied biology, chemistry. Then why did you decide to work as an MC?
0: I get that question all the time. A lot of people ask me, don't you think it's a waste for you to study all of those things and then now not work in those fields? And my answer is no, because I I also think that uh, an education equips somebody with the skills to be able to be very flexible. And so for me, coming back to Vietnam, it really is about implementing all of the skills that I had learned. Um, in multiple years of training and implementing the discipline that a university education has been able to give to me um, to maneuver in a very chaotic environment so Vietnam I I would consider to be very chaotic Um, it has a lot of irregularities it has a lot of challenges and to me that's super exciting so no it's not a waste at all and I'm still implementing the skills that I had learned in science in my life and in my work today
1: A lot of people wonder that you just speak English, you never speak Vietnamese, so is that true? What do you think? I think you do speak Vietnamese.
0: Yes, I can speak Vietnamese. I used to have really bad Vietnamese though, (laughs) but now um, having worked with a lot of youths and people and parents and people in the industry, I have to use Vietnamese and just like you, I had to learn Vietnamese and it's always a learning process. Yeah, so my Vietnamese is quite good, I think. (laughs) (laughs) As good as your English, for sure.
1: (laughs) So, you've been working with many young people. So, can you tell me the advantages and disadvantages um, of the young people?
0: Whoa, that's a difficult question.
1: I think Vietnamese young people,
0: like yourself, have amazing, amazing desire to do better than, how, than what their parents have done. So I think Vietnam compared to, let's say, other countries in the world is really a place where the youths want to surpass their parents and that is an amazing drive, an amazing aspiration that I think will propel our country very, very far.
1: I'm also a young person, so I, I think I should learn from your expectations too. <laughs> you guys must be very curious to know about Phoebe's life routine. So what's your daily life routine like?
0: I wake up around 8 or 7.30 a.m. every morning, and my day is filled with work. A lot of it is with work. So I always say we have 24 hours a day. Um, I spend about 12 to 14 hours with work. And then the remaining hours, I spend about six hours for sleeping. So that leaves me with four hours to do whatever. And depending on the day, depending on the season, these four hours can be broken down either into fun. Mm -hmm. So I, I like, I love food. So I like to eat for fun. Um, or broken down into doing house chores. I hope you help your mom with house chores. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes, I like to buy a lot of robots to help me with house chores so I, I, so that I can spend a minimum amount of time doing it. Or work again, because in my line of work, you know, where I work with a lot of youths and a lot of their futures depend on us, we have to make sure that we do things responsibly and we're able to resolve issues as soon as it happens.
1: Thank you for your answer. Your daily life routine is very busy, but (laughs) I still don't want to do too much of one thing. I like cooking.
0: Oh, that's good. That's a great place to be, you know, to have diversity in your day. I I think I need to learn how to put diversity in my own day as well. So it's good for me to learn from you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can teach me how to cook.
1: (laughs) Did you know that a lot of IELTS face of friends called you Ji Dai.
0: Oh, really? I've heard of it. But I think we have a lot of Ji dai and Ang Dai and multiple people die okay. <laughs> in this show for sure. <laughs> so I'm not the only one.
1: <laughs> yes, but you're famous and everyone loves you.
0: Well, thank you.
1: So in this episode, I am not the only person who gets to ask the questions. The audiences also will ask the questions.
0: Fantastic. I'm ready.
1: Let's start with the first question.
0: Why did you decide to come back to the TV industry with the show? Well, I think I came back to the television industry for multiple reasons. In Vietnamese, there's this thing called zhuyen. I think there's no English language word that can really, truly represent the word zhuyen in Vietnamese. But to me, it is a combination of everything. Opportunities, the right timing, the right content, and the right fit. And to me, I think being in television is not a choice. It's it's a blessing, and it's also an opportunity.
1: That's the fate, but I also see a lot of passion in your words. So thank you for being the part of a show. Next question, please.
0: You've been experiencing a journey of more than 60 episodes with many guests. What is your favorite episode and the guest that you remember the most? I think I have... Well, it's too many to count. But I do think one of my favorite topics is the topic of the teacher, Thuy Zung. And so her topic, I think, is a great topic uh, to, to just talk about that decision to travel the world and come back to dedicate to the country. My favorite guest, I think she's one of my favorite guests, but I also am thinking about Leon Le, the creator of Song Lang. And the reason why he's, he's left such a deep impression in me is also um, based on the word that I share with you, grit. Um, he used to work in New York on Broadway and he's also been very, very involved in the arts and I really see in him this passion and dedication to the arts itself. And so with him, I, I do see him as a creator and I do seem, see him as a very interesting, funny, fantastic person.
1: Thank you and I hope that in season four you'll have had the chance to meet more interesting guests. Mm. And the third question is, you live in Ho Chi Minh City, but you have to fly to Hanoi to make the show. So how do you arrange time?
0: I think it's it all comes back down to this thing called time management and task management. I spend the weekdays in Ho Chi Minh City, and then sometimes the weekends I fly to Hanoi. Well, what I do is I fly late at night, sometimes the last flight, I get into Hanoi, I I sleep, and then early in the morning, I wake up to go film. Saturday, Sunday, I tell my colleagues back in Ho Chi Minh City, I'm like, okay, these are the two days. If you need to contact me, it's gonna be really difficult. So anything urgent, send me an email, send me a text, and I'll call you back whenever I can. And then I spend my whole day in Hanoi filming, and then most of the time, the last flight on Sunday or the the earliest flight on Monday, I will fly back so that I can be in the office um, by 9.30 a.m. on Monday. So that's how I do it.
1: So I think I'll learn from you how to manage our time. And Phoebe, what is your unforgettable memory from the day that you have been? in the show from season one.
0: Wow, that's a lot of memories to go through. Um, I remember when we first started shooting, you know, um, our set, as you see here, it looks very sturdy, but then at the same time, it's also very fragile. And then sometimes the set gets broken by some people who uh, accidentally step on some parts of the set. And that is quite a laughable moment, you know, every time it happens because literally people are just so distraught by the fact that they just destroyed a set. <laughs> yeah, so those are some of, I would say, at this point in time, fresh memories that I find very, very endearing.
1: So now you knew a lot of backstage story told by Phoebe, and our next question is, because last week you asked me which is my favourite book, so it's the chance for me now to ask you what is your favourite book.
0: My favorite book at this point in time is a book called A Winner's Dream by Bill McDermott. He used to be the former CEO of SAP, and he rose to that position by just being like a newspaper delivery boy when he was was young. And he wrote this book called A Winner's Dream. It it really details how people overcome odds to do really well in life, and also to encourage other people to also do well in life.
1: Thank you for sharing your favourite book and also you usually ask other guests about their favourite vocabulary or phrases. So it's time for you to share yours.
0: I think one of the phrases that really resounds to me at this point in time is when things are going well, keep doing what you're doing well. But when things don't go well, change. Um, And so that that is the thing that I I, I always keep in mind um, so that I can definitely be very, very sensitive to the changing world and to always be better and rise on top and always be competitive.
1: So thank you very much. Guys, you must remember the phrases that Phoebe just shared because it might be useful for you later. This is IFO Podcast. You can follow IFO
0: on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, or Twitter. If you haven't followed it yet, go to Spotify and follow. Thank you for listening.